1: I'm Keegan and I'm Madigan and you're listening to your angry Angry neighborhood Neighborhood feminist.
2: Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives and Madigan is coming at you hungover as fuck.
1: I'm really surprised I'm not more hungover than I am right now.
2: Oh so much soju. Uh, I lost track of how many shots of soju I did.
1: I drink several shots of vodka But I didn't drink them as shots, but they bring them out as shots because they don't mix your drinks for you, but, like, I downed... I was only there for, like, an hour and a half or something, and I drank a couple of drinks, a few drinks.
2: I would be dead if that was me. Like, I can't handle hard alcohol like that. Got that that tolerance now I just have that... I don't. I've never had it. I'm never gonna have it, and I can't drink hard alcohol anymore at all. Oh, wow, that sucks! I can't. Like, I'm just gonna take a break and see. I mean, I like like a good hard cider. I like champagne. So do I. I like wine. And I but and to all I those things gonna... give
1: you bad hangovers in my see, experience. No,
2: like at the Fourth of July, I drank a lot of um, cider, hard cider, uh-huh. and then a glass of champagne, and I was pretty tipsy that night. And I didn't. Have oh, it definitely any hangover. makes
1: it definitely makes me tipsy. But just... I didn't
2: have any hangover the next day.
1: Because I dig on champagne. Like I will drink nothing but champagne. That's but... my
2: best drunk.
1: I love champagne drunk, but the thing is, like, if I drink half a bottle of champagne, I will have a headache later. Oh. Just something about the sugar and carbonation, yeah. I don't know. No,
2: I'm fine. Just so, give me just
1: vodka. <laughs>
2: straight vodka. Oh, or God. Even juice. just thinking no, about
1: it. Like, sorry, I'm ugh. grossing you out right now. Um, okay, well, welcome, guys. Welcome. This is This is your angry neighborhood drunks. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're not drunks. We're not drunks. Um, but today we are going to talk about something that I have been really wanting to discuss for a while now and that is skin
2: confidence yes. or um skin positivity yeah. skin love yeah skin Coolness. I feel like I had another skin
1: acceptance. Yeah, I feel like I had another phrase for this, but I I can't remember now. Because here's the thing: it's getting hot out. In fact, here in LA, it was record highs. It was it it was like 115 degrees a couple days ago.
2: Yep. It's still fucking hot outside. It's super hot outside.
1: I've had I'm not looking forward to my electric bill because I've had my AC going nonstop for like four days. Yep. Um. So. It's getting warmer. And for me, as someone who has imperfect skin, like skin imperfections, it feels shitty when you have to like put, you feel like you have to put makeup on when it's this hot and you're like sweating and, but you just don't feel confident or comfortable without it. And I feel like the body positivity movement has really reached you know, a a good high right now, like, it's all over the internet, people talk about body positivity very openly, however, like, skin positivity and skin confidence is not something that is talked about, and in fact, or as much, and in fact, I feel like in our society, there's almost still this acceptance of... of being hateful to people who have maybe like cystic acne or yeah, like
2: yeah you know, like or why don't being, you wash your
1: face more? Why right, don't you being why is you so dirty? Yeah. Like yeah. they think it's a hygiene problem. Well, and you know? it's
2: always about fixing it. That's the one thing when I was just doing any sort of research. It's all about fixing the problem. Which of course we want to fix those problems. You know, if we have acne, we want to do what we can to get rid of it. I have skin issues myself that I will talk about that I would really love to get rid of because I'm really insecure about. Mm-hmm. Um but There's not a lot of talk about how to just first accept what you have. Exactly, yeah. And then move forward. Because I think that with skin acceptance and positivity, confidence, whatever you want to call it, it's very much the same as having body confidence. Yeah. First, you need to accept yourself as is.
1: And move forward from there. And then you can
2: move forward. Yeah,
1: I've had to really, because. I'm not breaking out really bad right now. I go through, you know, peaks and valleys, and I think we can talk a little bit about um, adult acne and how yeah. it's, it's very prevalent among women, like, disproportionately to men. Yes. Um, well, it's it's our
2: hormones, you know? Yeah.
1: Our hormones, we're also more likely to be on things that mess with our hormones, like yep. birth control and things yep. like that. Um, but... So I have broken out, and um, right now I'm not, my skin's not too bad right now, like, breakout-wise, but my problem and the thing that I think I've felt most insecure about throughout my life in regards to my skin is... My like hyperpigmentation. so if yeah. I break out, if I have a breakout on my cheeks and I have like five on my on my cheek or whatever, it'll get dark. it will get dark and it will stay that way. It will scar for months,
2: yeah, see if i I used to have really bad cystic acne on my chin and mm-hmm. then when it would go away, I would have like a purple, yeah, hyperpigmentation, there. yeah, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't stay forever and ever, but it would there's been ones that I would have that were so deep that they would scar for a while. Yeah. And it was just so frustrating. And then I would get another one. And, like, for me, I started getting cystic acne after my eating disorder. I had never had acne, ever. I would get a pimple here and there, tiny little whitehead mm-hmm. when I was in high school. You know, nothing major. And I was 21 years old, and I was getting horrible acne for the first time. Yeah, because
1: your body levels and chemicals were just out of um, whack. over the place. Yeah. And so
2: I still, like, will get... A big pimple every now and again. Like I had one, like up here on my chin, and like they've been kind of going away on their own lately. But they used to be just these m- monstrosities. Just and those are the words, huge. like huge
1: and and cystic acne. I think is so. It's so damaging. People don't... Or just acne in general. It, it hurts. hurts.
2: So you can't forget mm-hmm. about it. It's not right. like you can just put... Like, you know, you can put makeup on it and then to the world it doesn't look as intense. But it's but still it there. But so bad you know? and it's so sensitive that you know it's there and it makes you want to hide your face. And, it's, and I think that that's something else that, like, it's your face.
1: Like, it's yeah. the first thing that you are introducing to the world as who you are. Yeah. And so when you are... When you are not confident about your face, it really is detrimental to you in, like, many, many other ways. And I think that we, kind of as a society, need to move beyond this, like... We need to c- get value, to a place. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. That's a wonderful way of, of putting that. Because it does cause things. It can cause depression in people, mm-hmm. because also like bullying, self worth, yep. all of those things. Um, and we're not just going to talk about acne today. We're no. going to talk about other skin conditions that yep. people have or skin imperfections, quote unquote imperfections that you feel like you have that cause anxiety yeah. in, in you or can. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you know acne is one that I feel like everybody can relate to from some point in their lives. They right, Everyone's or, had a at least a pimple typically, you know. Yeah,
1: or if you've been lucky enough not to or not have bad enough breakouts to where people were really like noticing or you were never bullied about it, you probably know somebody who was. Yeah. You know, so it's cuz it and that's the thing that I don't understand is like We have so much judgment towards people in society in general. We, collectively, as a society, have so much judgment towards people who have, like, bad acne or whatever, whenever it is so, so common. Yeah. It is so common. Well, because it's
2: because the judgment is learned. You know, we learn from every, you know, proactive commercial that, you know... Have
1: to get rid of it. Have have to get rid of it. Have to get rid
2: of it. That's the thing. And then also we learned that, like, people are saying, oh, well... You're not washing your face. Like it, it, things are told to us, or
1: your or your diet. Change your diet. Yeah. Anytime you like have bad acne, that everyone is going to be like, "Oh, it could be this. It could be that. Drink more water. They, eat more they, of this. I eat I less know. that."
2: I'm so sick of people giving me advice on stuff like that. It's like I will do what I can. To you know, improve whatever. But like, I don't want to hear a million different. It's like when I'm sick too. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone gives Have me you tried their this? home Have remedies. You tried that? I'm like, no, I'm not done. done. I mean, and and here's the thing:
1: I'm ex- I am accepting of that from some people. Some people I can hear that but from. Sometimes
2: it's too intense. And
1: also, you just don't know because everyone's body, literally every body, is different, mm-hmm. and the way. Something that might be a trigger for you to break out is not a trigger for somebody else. And so you can spend all of this time and energy. I have tried every face mask under the sun.
2: Because it's not just about, like, a topical thing. I feel like it's it's more hormonal. It's something that's, like... I mean,
1: there are are a lot of factors. You know, like, it could be that you're touching your face too much. It could be that it's something that you're eating. It could, you know. But it could also just be in your genetics. Yeah. You know, and not something that you can f- really have, like, full control over. Yeah. And, again, going back to acceptance, it's been, like, a thing for me where I've had to tell myself, like, okay, you're going to go to the store and you're not going to put, like, anything on your face. You're just going to go. I think that's awesome. And, like, be... Because here's also the, the the issue is that no one is paying attention to you as much as you think that they are. Yes. Because w-
2: everyone is so self-involved. Right. And no one is...
1: As, like, your issues aren't as obvious to everyone else as they are to you. Like, yes. no one is more acutely aware than you are. Yes. So, it's fine. It's fine, yeah. you
2: know? And also, for me, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Dr. Seuss's, be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And also, it's like, the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store is gonna think something negative about me for two seconds... And, and then he's gonna I'm going to walk away, and they're going to move on, and it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, they might be like, oh, look at that huge zit on her forehead, and then two minutes later, they're thinking about what they're going to have for dinner. It exactly. doesn't matter. Like Exactly. And in at the end of the day, I understand that, like, trust me, I understand, because it's been my life, like, dealing with these issues, I think also being in a very image-conscious career choice, and... um City, City really is it is so I I get it. It's hard for me to say like just don't care about what they think because no, you're but it's gonna one care thing to
2: know it, and then it's another thing to actually have it
1: work. let it run your life. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Also, don't let it run your life like yeah. you. Have to come to some kind of understanding because it is your face, it is your body, and you yeah. have to come to some kind of understanding about yeah. it.
2: I think that there are a lot of people out there that are starting to kind of express some skin positive message. Yes, uh, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, he started this thing called like oh, I was like some hashtag where he had like a like zit cream. On oh, his face. I love that. And then a bunch of other people sent in like pictures of them with Zip cream on I their face. I love that. Yeah, and then the girls from one of the girls from Dance Moms does that a lot. Where she'll be like, uh, I really liked this selfie too bad. There's like a pimple cream on my face, or you know, something like that. Um, and then there's a lot of uh models now that have yes. Uh, skin, I guess, "quote unquote" abnormalities, birthmarks, things like that—that that is starting to vitiligo those things. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word I vitiligo
1: was is is becoming. You know, that's the thing. I see a, I, I see a lot as far as like skin confidence in the skin confidence movement. I see a lot of attention being focused on vitiligo, which I think is amazing mm-hmm. and definitely needed. I just think we also need to talk about these very very common issues that everyone goes through. Right. Um. I follow this. Woman on Instagram, and her handle is a sprinkle of health and beauty, and her name is Rachel Crawley, and she was a she got she went viral because she was a um, beauty queen, beauty Mm -hmm. pageant contestant, and she posted pictures of her like cystic cystic acne, like like her whole face was red and it looked really painful to be honest, and it's been healing, and so I follow her on Instagram, just following her like journey. To, like, you know, healing and all of that stuff. And I, I so appreciate just people being... The same way I love people being really open about their body positivity message. I love people being really open about their skin struggles and just yeah. being real about... because well, it's
2: about normalizing it, too. Right. Because I feel like if you're always covering up your face, then, like, you never get You're playing be- into
1: that societal standard. Right, but... Yeah.
2: But what I was going to say is Sorry. that you... No, it's okay, because you're totally right. But it's like, you're not used to seeing normal, non-made-up exactly. faces, so it makes you stare more.
1: Yeah, and you know I think I mean? that that's a big part of it, too, is that, like, we grew up seeing perfect, perfect skin. Right. You know, and thinking, like, that's what you were going to look at. And I also think that we don't tell our girls in particular, but, you know, at all children. Yeah. Um, girls in particular, because it does disproportionately affect women, but we don't tell them that, like, this is not a... F- it might not be a phase that ends after high school for you. Like, you might have... Because I think that that was the message that I got, was just like, oh, it's hormonal because you're a teenager, and it's going to go away. And, like, mine never went away. So I was just like... And that's the case for... In fact, I have, like, the numbers. I have the statistics. Like, it's the case for so many women um, in particular. There was a study in... There was a study in 2012... For the Journal of Women's Health, and they looked at 3,000 women between the ages of 10 and 70, and they found that 27% had clinical acne, and an additional 29% had mild acne, so we're over 50% in that 10 to 70 range, yeah. and... 45% between the ages of 21 and 30. Yep. And then 26% between 30 and f- 31 and 40. So it was yeah. just like, you're Well, still... because our
2: bodies as women, I feel like, are constantly changing. Yeah. It's like, we go through, like, a major puberty, but I feel like... There are changes in our bodies that are happening constantly. Also, you know, when we have our period every month, if we were to get pregnant.
1: Are you on birth control? Are you on
2: birth control? Postpartum, after being pregnant, going through menopause. It's Mm -hmm. like there's so many kind of like moments in our lives where we go through these major Body changes, yeah, and everything is going to change. And with the, that. Yeah,
1: and the last thing that you should be worried about is getting some zits on your face. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like in it's just
2: God, the thing, the thing for me that I just hate is how painful it is. Oh. That's the one thing I hate the most. I can deal with there being a bump on my face. I can deal with it eventually. I'm going to hate it, but, like, I'll cope, and it's fine. I hate how badly it hurts. It yeah. feels like a bruise on your well, face. Well, I mean, and
1: then you get into, like, when I I have had to train myself not to do it, and luckily, I'm not breaking out Picking so much, but I pick my skin obsessively, Same. which makes it worse, and yep. it makes the, the marks darker and deeper and last yep. longer. And, but I also, like, I, I was looking at another woman's page who had, like, bad cystic acne, like, big, huge, bad cystic acne. Aww, and um And she's healing, and she's she's got rolling scars and stuff now. Yeah. Um, pop marks and things. But she was saying how, yeah, she made her skin worse by picking at it, but because it was so painful, ha- she had to drain the cysts in yeah. her face because it just, it hurt That's so much. That's how I felt, too. You yeah. just need
2: to let that... Pressure out. Yes, and I would go to the dermatologist sometimes, but it's expensive to get all those like or, shots. Yeah, because I I
1: go to um, a esthetician, and I love her. I will continue to go back to her. If you're in L. A., go to Glow Skincare. But I love her. But again, yeah, it's expensive. I can't go there every time I need. You know, an extraction or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can't like. Pay oh for yeah,
2: it. I go after my chin all the time. I go through and I look. Is there any like I? Especially I usually get up
1: close. Oh yeah, especially
2: yeah. if I've had a few drinks. Ooh, look Ooh. out! Well, and then this kind of leads me into with talking about skin picking. I pick my arms like a motherfucker. Really? So I have something called keratosis polaris, which people also call chicken skin. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, it's oh, I heard that. So I have these bumps all over my arms. My poor usually... friend.
1: I want to take this time to issue an apology to my friend Sienna, who I know listens to this podcast, because I used. To, she has it on her legs. Yeah. And when we were like, teen, when we were in like middle school, I used to like poke fun at her about that, and oh, I'm like, but you that wasn't nice of me. But and you're I'm a sorry.
2: Kid. Yeah. yeah. I had it on my legs. I had it on my cheeks. You can also get it on your butt, apparently. I've never had it on my butt, thank goodness. But it's mostly, uh, when you get it on your legs and your butt, that's mostly children. Mm-hmm. But I had it on my face for a long time, and luckily it went away. I had it, like, all on my jaw. I've bone. never
1: seen it on the face.
2: Yep, I had it on my face, and then also I had um, just, like... I think I had, like, some leftover under the skin of my chin as an adult. Mm -hmm. Because if I were to, like, pull that skin taut, like, pull my lip Mm -hmm. up, you would see little bumps. And then I went to a... I had a great facial and got a bunch of extractions, and they haven't come back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think it was, like, leftover from when I was younger. There was that excess, like, keratin that was in there. Because that's basically what it is. is um, It almost looks like small pimples. And if I use one of those pimple poppers, I actually get like skin out it's not pus
1: right it's, it's a, like it's skin, firm it's
2: firm yeah and it hurts and I and then I get bruises on my arms see I have little bruises because yeah I, out like I crazy. See. and it's just it doesn't itch it doesn't hurt but I'm constantly aware of it especially in the summer wearing tank tops I'm constantly touching my and arms you know what's, what's which is crazy making it worse what Never noticed it. Oh, I hate so it. So it's just like I it's one in of a those things when I'm hugging and you just see.
1: But you know, I never know. I, I see it now that you're talking about it. But yeah. like, isn't that crazy? how these things that are so we are so focused on and aware of are not are non issues to yeah. other people. Like, yeah. they don't even. I mean, see I've it. had
2: people say things in the past too, and that's what yeah. makes it like
1: I understand. You know, that.
2: one person says one thing, and then you're suddenly so aware. You know who's
1: the worst. When it comes to things like this, I love, I love children, but children are the worst because they will just point at your face and be like, what's that?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, great. Great. It's so funny because I was, when I had, like, when I was really heavily picking at my arms like a couple months ago, um... Cause I realized if I used this little pimple popping tool, like gets all that shit out, but then it like wasn't going away. It wasn't helping. Right? Know? No, it makes and it worse. It Makes it worse. I was all bruised. It looked like somebody was beating me up. And I would be like scratching at my arm or like picking at my arm. And the kid that I nanny for I was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, thank you for like saying that. I needed to like." Someone You needed someone to stop you. And now he says, whenever he sees me picking my skin, he goes, you're gonna make it worse. You're gonna make it worse. Yes. And, like, you are so smart, Anthony is...
1: Anthony is that for me. Like, because... If, if I take, my face, but I get
2: for my him. face,
1: if I take too long, like, if I, like, go to the bathroom and then, like, I haven't come back into the living room yet, he goes, what are you doing? Because usually I'm, like, in the mirror picking at my face. Yeah. And he also, we have one of those, like, little tools. Yeah. Um, I made Anthony hide it from me. I was like, put it somewhere where I don't know where it is because yep. if I know where it is, I will go to town on my face.
2: And then you have those little circles all over your oh, face. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it makes it,
1: it just makes it worse. And I'm like... I still like. I want to be able to tell you to get it for me if I I if I need it. But otherwise, I will just stretch my skin until I find some like pull until I like. I'm like oh, there's an imperfection and you know like.
2: I mean, it is kind of fun. It's fun, and Um, I watch like, (laughs) Doctor
1: Pimple Popper videos. I do. I know. I I do.
2: boyfriend I know showing me those things I
1: had to tell him I was like I think it actually bothers her stop sending her yeah I'm mean, like I can't
2: do this I can't do it but I love I love popping other people's pimples so for me if I ever see like a big white head I'm like oh just give it to me for me
1: it's popping other people's like blackheads. Yeah, where like, they're in this there. This is the best. Ugh,
2: okay, I'm totally calling my mama right now, but she has a pore in her back. She would so do not I. care. Anthony oh. gets, Anthony gets mine because I have one. I love it, yeah. and I've never had the tool before to yes. use on her. So next time she visits, I'm going to be like, Hey, yes. come here. It's the best. And, oh, when like, I was I have little, one and he when gets I was it. little, I would work on it for like a half an hour. I'd be like, I would get like a warm washcloth, and yes. it was like, do oh, compress. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of this. This is to say,
1: don't pick at your skin. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. But this,
2: safe space. Safe space. Yeah,
1: I, I went. I did go through a period where I was like, I think there's something wrong with me because like I, I could not. It became no, like an obsessive compulsive thing. thing. It's a thing where I, I was like, I cannot stop. It, it's like dermatil. Something there's, there there's is a word. for it. There is a word
2: for it. My friend has many, many scars all over her body because she is an obsessive. I have them on my
1: picker, back from picking an obsessive my shoulders. Picker. Yeah. All yeah. like
2: literally. I'm not going to call this person out because it's very private, but her her legs are all scars, basically. I mean, yeah. she isn't doing it as much anymore, so a lot of those scars have faded. But uh, I mean, forehead, uh, yes. lots of places. I, my and skin has just... gotten
1: so much better since I stopped picking. Right. Like, you well, and it's also, to not do it.
2: like I feel like you know we're kind of touching on another topic when I bring this up, but I feel like there are many different versions of. Self-harming yourself. Oh yeah, and I feel like picking at your skin is one yes. of them. I would pick s- my face until it bled. Like yes. I
1: picked, I picked so much. It was, it was really unhealthy. It is a
2: yeah kind of more socially acceptable thing to do. You're not taking a razor blade out and cutting your arms. You're not doing something that is visibly. Uh, abusive to yourself, so I feel like when you're picking at your skin, you know it's made to be not as big of a deal. But for people who deal with a lot of anxiety and with a lot of depression, that's something oh, yeah. that is just if I was easy for them. If I
1: was anxious or under times of like high high oh, yeah. stress, I think it's actually called. It just occurred to me. I think it's called dermatillomania. Dermatillomania, I think, is what it's called. I
2: mean, sounds and, right, and
1: I'm pretty sure because I actually researched it because. I was at a time of high stress, like high anxiety. Well, and you're getting
2: more pimples at that time, And I I was
1: breaking out so bad, and I couldn't... Stop. Yeah. Like seriously, I was spent and I was like telling myself, I would tell myself as I was walking to the mirror, like, don't do this, don't do this. This is the worst thing you could yeah. do. And I would do it anyway. Yeah. And so I was really looking into it. And so, guys, if you have this issue, I know it's been minimized in our society as like a non-issue, but it isn't. It yeah. is an issue. You are harming yourself. You're doing more damage to your skin um than you think you are. Yeah. There are actual support groups. Like there are support groups for people who That's really awesome. go through this because. That's
2: Because
1: it's a real problem, and I I did learn some tips and tricks. They were like, if there's a place that you go, you know, if you know that there's, like, that mirror out there, that's my trigger, like, that's where I go. So, like, there are ways, you know, move that mirror or put post-its up, like, you know, around your mirror so you can't see. Have your boyfriend hide your extraction tool. Like, do things Um, to stop yourself, I feel like we could have a whole episode on, on skin picking, so I won't linger on it too long. Yeah,
2: no, but it's, it's something that I think is good to talk about, and it's something that I definitely deal with when I'm anxious, or when I'm insecure, or if my arms are visible, Mm -hmm. and I can feel, I can feel it, and if I can feel a big bump, I'm just gonna keep picking at it, you know what I mean? It's really tough to stop. And um, yeah, I've had to I've had to check myself when I've had a couple drinks. I'm like, I yeah. like, don't do this. Yeah. It's hard.
1: Yeah, when and you, you have wash triggers. your face, and you're like, ah. You have triggers. Yeah. I've had to learn like not to look. Th- what my friend told me one time, and I was like, that's the the biggest thing that I could possibly do, and I have stopped doing it for the most part. Is like, don't look at yourself too closely. No, nope. like, wash your face, rinse your face off, do your skincare routine. If you get up close in that mirror, of course you're going to see stuff. But yeah. here's the thing. No one is looking at your skin that closely. Nope. No one is two inches away from your face. Nope. So there's no reason for you to need to be yeah. that close to where you're finding all these imperfections. Right. You well, don't. that was like
2: me too. When I was going through recovery, I didn't have any full-length mirrors. Mm-hmm. Or like when I did have a full-length mirror, I put posters on the bottom or pictures so I could only see from like your the worst
1: Your quote-unquote problem areas for yourself or whatever.
2: Well, no. It was blocking. So when I was getting dressed... Yeah, I mean, blocking yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those things that you find are issues. Yeah, I... Yeah. So I lived in an apartment where the only mirror that I had that was actually built into the apartment was the bathroom, tiny little bathroom mirror. Uh-huh. And so I got rid of my... Or no, I turned around my full-length mirror and I painted the back of it. So it looked like a really cool, like, kind of mural painting thing. And... Um, so, but then people be like, well, how do you get dressed in the morning? How do you know what you look like? And I'm like, well, I picked out the clothes. I looked down. I liked what I saw. And, you know, I'm the clothes looked decent, and then I left. And it was something that, like, I really got used to, not obsessively checking how I looked in the mirror.
1: You know what? I think that that's healthy. Um, okay, so we've been talking about acne and, and scars and things, and we'll probably go in and out of talking about that through this whole thing, but to kind of, like, move us into other issues. Yeah. For me, and this is really personal. I can't believe I'm talking about it on the podcast right now, but for me... I don't have a full-length mirror right now. I went from living in an apartment that my all of my um, closet doors were mirrors. Yeah. So I didn't need a full-length mirror. I could check my body. And so I don't have one right now. So my big mirrors that I have are mostly waist up. And I untagged myself in pictures that we took on the 4th of July. Or I hid them from my timeline. No. Because I... Hate because I have cellulite on my legs and I can't t- I can't tell really Yeah. because like, I don't have a full length mirror. I mean I see it a little I've got bit
2: cellulite on my butt,
1: but I. Hated so much the way that my legs looked that I I un I I took it off of my timeline and I Girl. understand I know that that's such a like no I understand I understand I, sit here, it. I,
2: understand I it. sit
1: here to you all and I preach body positivity but then when it comes to myself I'm so insecure and self conscious that well, because, I do something like
2: that because you're a good person and you're trying to help other people but that but you're also human yeah like I definitely have things with myself where I have to. Force myself not to do things right. Like, that. like it's nothing to be ashamed of or to feel badly about. Yeah, it's it was just one
1: of those things where I was I was so like surprised. I mean,
2: well, well, we have this weird perception of cellulite where right. it, people think that it's because you're
1: fat, fat. and it's not. It's any, it's not. I mean, any body
2: type and same thing with stretch marks. Yes, I, I
1: have stretch marks. My I stretch had, marks I don't care about as much. I'm like fuck that. But yeah, I yeah. have stretch marks, and yeah. I have I have had since I was. Since I went through, since I grew breasts, since yeah. I grew hips,
2: my boobs when I was I going through recovery marks. had deep purple, mm. like deep yeah. purple stretch marks. And I got something at Lush that really helped actually. Did it? And then eventually, I think my skin just kind of like calmed down. But I have like divots. In I my still, boobs. I still
1: have stretch marks in my boobs, yeah. and I still see them. Like I was looking at um for the other podcast when we did our like promo shoot. Yeah, and I was wearing like a see through top with a bra underneath yeah. it. Um, there are some of those pictures where the light is hitting it just right where I'm like, I can see the stretch marks in my in my
0: boobs. You know like- what's
2: interesting to me that you were saying that you untagged some of the photos in the 4th of July? Because I had such a beautiful like, realization-accepting moment on the 4th of July, because the thing that I really like about, like, Keegan's group of friends is that none of them really look the same. No, yeah. There was a large... There was such a spectrum of people that were there, and it made me feel like I didn't have to try... To I didn't have to try to be pretty. Yeah, I didn't have to try to be anything like the way that I... I don't know what it was in like... I feel like sometimes in LA, you're around people where... Yes. Like they're not saying or doing anything that make you feel like you have to... It's you just know, the way that they are. Try, yeah, put yeah, in your stomach or yeah. you know, anything like that. And I think that that's what's great about being around people who are all just kind of who they are. And when you see something in someone else that you... Think of as being ugly on yourself and you see that person exactly. and you're like, that person you know, is what? Gorgeous. you are so right. It made me like there are things that I see in people when I go to the beach or when I was at the 4th of July where I was like, oh, my gosh, that person looks amazing. amazing. Yeah. And that's what I struggle with, too. And I was like, why the hell am I? covering up yeah. or doing anything. And it's like, it doesn't always last. It can be a fleeting thought. And then later that day, I'm, you know, I might still be like, "It is such an." let odd me thing. look for something to get rid of my stretch marks on my butt. It, you is, know? it
1: is such an odd, isn't it so weird? Because it's just like, I feel that way again. Like I follow, you know, um, body Posse panda on, yeah, on Instagram I and I, on her, when she's sitting on a stool in a, you know, bra and underwear and I see her like belly rolls, I'm like... To me, it's her, her softness is so beautiful yes, to me. But, but then, on myself, I because get it's so different. critical. Because it's different like,
2: than what you're used to. Yeah. I hear you. Because I grew up very, very thin. Thin. That's what happened. And happens. changing, and my body changing, was what really fucked with me. It's what's
1: freaking me out right now, to be honest. Because I think what's happening is that it's just, I'm in my later 20s now. And, and I, guys, I think...
2: it just happens. It's we just life. We are women, yeah. and that is what a womanly figure looks like. I know.
1: It's just life, and I get that. And it I, is. And I understand, like... Like, your metabolism is going to slow down. I just think when you've become accustomed to looking a certain way, when your body starts changing, you're like, I... And you
2: start thinking that people expect you to stay looking the same way. Instead of, like, for me, when I see somebody who looks not typically like what you would see in a, you know, in a magazine or an Instagram model, and they're just living their lives. Like, if I see someone in a bikini who's just out there doing their thing, like, it's no big deal, super confident... To me, that's more inspiring than seeing somebody who is perfectly done, perfectly shaped, talking about, you know, all of their stuff. And the same thing goes for skin, because a lot of times our weight and our skin go hand in hand. Yes, And that's something that I have just had to always remind myself that by me being confident and just being who I am, You're maybe helping someone else. I can be a source yeah. of happiness and yeah. relief for somebody else. Because I want to be a positive change yeah. for somebody. Yeah. That's why I won't restrict my food. That's why I talk about these things that are hard for me. Because I want to be the person that I needed when I was growing up. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? Like, all of that is so true. And I need to start really trying to implement these things in my own life. And not holding my, myself to this, like, weird Standard. You have
2: to keep reminding yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a
1: never-ending journey. It really yes. is. Like, and that's what it is. I think for all, like, since we're on the topic of skin acceptance, I think that that is what it is for everything. Like, that is what it is for acne. That is what it is for cellulite. That's yeah. what it is for stretch marks because you can't do anything about nope. those. And this is
2: what the next thing. That's what it's like for wrinkles. Keegan, wrinkles. In a yeah. few years, that's something that we're going to have to deal with. And there are things that you can do to, you know, I already have. If you want I already to. have fine lines. Yeah, I, I know. I'm going to because I'm so much like my mom. I can already tell, like, you know, the skin on my hands are so thin. My mom has very, very tissue paper But thing. your mom has
1: aged like a fine wine. She, she looks amazing. Uh, yeah.
2: She, you know, we used to always say, oh, I'm going to get Botox or oh, I'm going to do this. And I would always be like, no, like, please don't. Like, you're so pretty. Like, I just don't want her to ever do anything because she's just so, like, Perfect, pretty you the yeah, way she is. is. Like, I don't want her to do something and have her not look like herself. And I think that we need to think of ourselves that way, too. And for me, like, wrinkles, as much as I really don't want them, like, it shows... Your life and your experience. That's what
1: my mom always told me was, like, she was just, like, these lines, like, when you get wrinkles and and things like that, it starts, it just is a map, essentially, of, like, of your life.
2: And there's something kind of beautiful about wrinkles, too, I feel like.
1: I agree, but, okay, at the same time, I do want to make it very clear to me that if you make a choice... Do whatever you want with your face or your body. Like of if course. you if you make a choice to get Botox in your forehead because whatever. you just can't, yeah. deal. Then I'm just like I think that that's okay too. Yeah, I think it's okay to do whatever you want. I mean, but be I,
2: safe about it. Make sure you're not of cour- overdoing go to it. Yeah.
1: a doctor first of all. Well, yeah. yeah, and just
2: make sure that you're not getting too dependent on it. Right, if it's something of course. That you feel like it's being an issue. Of course, you know,
1: like anything else, exactly. like anything else, exactly. like everything with the proper perspective. Of yeah. course, you know, but to me, I. I truly have this I like I subscribe to the belief of like do whatever you want like yeah. as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Okay. Um but I do think because it has been especially here in LA the societal norm to look as young as possible at all times. I know,
2: but I don't want to look that young forever. Well, I mean
1: and here's the thing and this this will come across as judgmental and I'm I'm sorry. I'm preemptively sorry, but like a lot of these people here in L.A., you don't look younger. No. You just look... Botoxed. You just look not natural. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find the right word. Yeah, you just, you a... just look not natural. There's and something... And if that's the
2: way that you want to look, fine. that's fine.
1: Totally fine. But just just be aware of that. It's like you... I feel like it's this pursuit of youth, but it's like it's not it's youthful not really youth. looking. And yeah. if that's what you're going for listen, have at it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. But... And
2: for me, I feel like youth comes in, like, the reason that I see my mom and still see her as being younger than she is, and I have to remind myself that she is getting older because she's so active and energetic is an and attitude. humorous. And, yes. and she's got this, like, fuck you, I'm a goddess attitude. Yes. You know what I mean? That youth is an attitude. It is. It yeah. really is.
1: It's and, a way of being.
2: Yes, it is. And I feel like there's such a, like, wisdom to that. Yeah. And I even look at some of my family members compared to my mom, younger and older, and it's like, God, like, I just feel like she's just gone through all of this so gracefully, and that's the first time that I've really, like...
1: Aging gracefully, that's where that comes from. Like, experienced
2: yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, my mom, I gotta tell you, she's got every cream on the market that she uses on her face and things I'm like that. I'm obsessed with
1: skincare, so the same. Of course, she's
2: like, any anti wrinkle stuff. She's done it, she's got it, it's there. But it's like, that's not the same as, like...
1: I know, you know. I feel the same way. And and again, like it's different for every person. And I don't judge if you just wash your your face with
2: soap and water, or if you have a ten step nighttime yeah. routine. Oh my gosh, my night routine has gotten so long. Mine's started, out of hand. I use rosehip oil almost every night. I use almond oil after I use like a really heavy duty
1: uh, have fun, face
2: mask. Have fun traveling because that I have like
1: a five step morning routine and then like a five step evening routine. But also,
2: if I'm traveling for like a week, I'm like I'm just gonna bring my top three.
1: That's what I did. And
2: then, you know... That's what I did. I was like, I
1: need my cleanser, my toner, and then, like, my morning cream and my night cream, and that's it.
2: I love, like, when I go on vacations, I'll use other people's shit. See, (laughs) I was...
1: I I mean, the reason why I gave you stuff is because I was a skincare junkie. Yeah. And I am a product junkie. Like, you should see my hair care drawer. It's insane. Yeah. But I had to stop doing that because... I was like, I will try a bunch of new products, then I'll break out, then I don't know what broke me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've developed a routine now that doesn't break me out. Yeah. And I'm like, so, I, I'm just gonna stay. So I'm like, I'm like oh, I really want to do a face mask, because I used to do them, like, several times a week. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know if... I, I, I haven't done a face mask in like a month because I'm like I'm yes. not breaking out
2: Lush face masks are rad you don't just have to do face masks for your acne for me oh, I do you know like for a, everything. a brightening one because mm. I feel like my skin sometimes just There's is a hydrating too ones so I have good. one that it's like blue and it's got lemon in it and it's just like ooh and it's cool you put it in the refrigerator so you it's put so it on your good. face I'm gonna do oh, it when I get home amazing it's just, just to get all those nasty toxins out from all that soju last so, night
1: so sorry that this is like skincare corner We no give... but it's <laughs>
2: what we're talking about is skin I know like, but, things that make but us feel better. We'll get back
1: to the subject of skin confidence and the other things that can cause you to not have skin confidence. Tell
2: me about it, Keegan. Um.
1: So there are a variety of very common skin issues. There's eczema. Mm-hmm. There's rosacea. Yep. We've already talked about um, vitiligo, which is not super common, but is something that is, I think, damaging to very. your self-worth and things like that. There's psoriasis.
2: Do you know about... It's, I had what I thought was psoriasis, but it was not. Have you ever heard of pityriasis rosea? No. What is that? I had it for about a year, if not longer, and it was the worst thing ever. I had this giant oval on that was red on my leg, huge. It was just one, one, and then so I had one, and then it started spreading. <gasps> no. And I had tiny little circles from leg. All the way up to my shoulders and down my arms. Oh, my God. I had... I mean, it wasn't like covering me it was it was you know little you're here scaring the shit out of me though i'm like Whoa. it was horrifying so well a couple years before it had one on my leg where it was just one and i was like do i have fucking ringworm like how did this happen like and so i was i like treated it like it wasn't ringworm and just put like antibacterial i had on. ringworm ones yeah Socks. and then but then it came back with this other one and it spread <sighs> And oh I don't God. really know what the causes of it is, but it was, right, It was like, right around the time that I was graduating college. It was, like, that year after graduating college. And um, it, it went away within about a year, and it slowly spread and slowly went away. And then I had scars all over for another year after that. And now it's completely gone. So if you how have peteriasis prosia... How, how did you treat it? What did I do? I think I went to the dermatologist at one point, and they gave me some stuff. But it's a virus, so you can't... Get rid of it. So did you have to
1: take antibiotics or, like...
2: No, wait. It's like a cold. It's like a cold. Like, you can't do anything to get rid of it. You can just help the symptoms. So they were like, oh, you can use this and that, but it's not going to get rid of it. So I just had to wait it out because I knew it, I knew it would end. Like I knew so it would go freaking, away. That is so like... Scary. It was really shitty, and like because so the big one is called like the mother. <gasps> I know. Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: All of this is making my skin crawl. Like seriously. Yeah. Like, oh. I
2: mean, it was it was just dry. It was just really dry and patchy. But and the if you mother,
1: have... and then it spreads. Anything yeah. that spreads, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I, can't. I mean, it
2: wasn't it wasn't contagious. There was nothing for it because I felt like a leper. I was like, this is horrible. Um, but you know, once I went to the doctor and they kind of explained it all to me, it was one of those things where I was just like. I guess I just have to deal.
1: Yeah, but God, I mean, it's cleared up, so yeah, that's good, it's at all least. good.
2: So at least know that it go. If you have it, it goes away. It's not gonna stay forever. So
1: let's talk a little bit more deeply about some of these other skin issues because yes, I let's have this up. Um, I have this up that kind of details a little bit of these skin issues. So eczema. Yep. It's also known as atopic dermatitis. It's a long-term skin disease. The most common symptoms are dry and itchy skin, rashes. Um, on the face, inside the elbows, behind the knees. Anthony has mild eczema. Oh, yeah. I
2: have. A, I know a lot of people who um,
1: have eczema. And on, on hands and feet. Currently, there's no single test to diagnose eczema, so doctors rely on information about you and your family. And eczema can be, like, red and splotchy yeah. and can also make you feel really uncomfortable, especially, like, if you're out in short well, sleeves like or itchy. swimsuits. And it's itchy also, like, not just appearance-wise, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah,
2: it's, again, kind of like cystic acne or where, right. like, it's not just about how it looks, it's about how it makes you feel. Right, which
1: is the case with a lot of these. I yeah. mean, psoriasis, oh, psoriasis. Um, is a skin disease that causes scaling and yeah. swelling. Most psoriasis causes patches of thick red skin with silvery scales. Yeah. These patches can itch and feel sore. Well, they that's
2: are, what I thought that I had. Yeah, I, yeah,
1: often found on elbows, knees, other parts of the leg, scalp, lower back, face, palms, and soles of feet. Soles of your
2: feet. Yeah, that sounds God. really painful.
1: Um, they can show up in other areas as well. Psoriasis uh, is hard to diagnose because it can look like other skin diseases. The doctors need to look at small skin samples under a microscope. Yeah. Treatment depends on how serious the disease is. So, um... Well,
2: it's kind of like what I have, too, with, um the skin on my arms is that it's usually very genetic and it is chronic, which is great. Yeah, no, that's super <laughs> fun. Yeah, but I mean I think that, that we are learning more and more ways to like deal with it and like, you know, products to use and things like that to at least subside some of the symptoms, even if it doesn't actually go away. Yeah,
1: there, there's also rosacea. Yep. Uh which people get on a lot of times on their face. Very flush. Um yeah. where you just look really red yeah. all of the time, which I know is can be you know anxiety provoking for yep. people where yeah, they feel like they you don't need... want to look
2: like you're constantly like flushing right
1: or and it can sometimes like look like a rash in a yeah. way depending on like your skin texture
2: yeah
1: um then vitiligo is a um so vitiligo is caused by a loss of pigment in your skin so if you've never seen anyone with vitiligo I think, Allegedly, Michael
2: Jackson, Michael Jackson had yeah.
1: vitiligo. Um, it's basically, and there's a, a semi-famous act uh, model now who yeah. has Winnie something. Yeah, who has vitiligo. So it's much more noticeable on darker-skinned people because yes. obviously we have an excess of, of melanin. Yeah. So whenever there are patches of your skin that start to lose that melanin, it is very 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 noticeable. See,
2: for me, there's something I love birthmarks a lot, and there's something to you of Vitalego that is so fascinating and beautiful. That I think I'm, it I'm, is like, too. I just love it. Like I love when people have like a like a really cool birthmark on their arms. I don't know. There's just something. Like, I love anything that makes people like different Unique. than everybody else. And you know what?
1: I I do too. But I have to say again, it's one of those things that if I had it on myself, I would be like, why? Why can't I just look normal? You know, yeah. like, I know I would feel that way. I love, like, being on Instagram and looking at other people who have yeah. it and have accepted it and embraced it. I know. It it's crazy because
2: we, we grew up in a time where it's like, if anybody looked different, there was no social media. No. I mean, that is the power of social it media is. In, a, in a good way. Yeah. That we are able to see other people's experiences like ours. I went to school with a kid who had a big, like, red birthmark on his a face. A strawberry yeah. mark. Yeah. And, um like, he got made fun of a lot. But I yeah. think nowadays it's one of those... Things that's just makes you you, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unique. I have a friend who's got a little one that looks like a heart on his face, it's super Oh, adorable. I love that. Um, and it's just it's one of those things where I'm so thankful now that we do have outlets to find acceptance through other people experiencing the same yeah. thing that we have.
1: And, um, you know what, something that I never thought was an issue growing up because I to me, they're so beautiful. Freckles. Freckles. I
2: love my freckles. I love I wish freckles. I, had freckle. I wish I had more of them. I wish they were th- here all year round. But some
1: people like they feel like they've gotten bullied for their freckles yeah. or like they feel like it's an well,
2: imperfection. Because like so I have a cousin who's just got freckles all over her body and yeah, they I have a can friend get like that. really big. Yeah. And there's so many of them. And she's
1: got them all over all her over, arms yep. all over her chest, all over her face. I mean
2: I think it's like one of the most beautiful things in the world. So do I. I had a boy once call me freckles, and, and I you was were like, like, "Oh my god, yes, keep calling me freckles." Thank I wish you. I had more. I I had more when I was a kid, but I used to get them in like a goatee. I would get them like around my mouth, and then I get them on my nose and my cheeks. Uh, cheeks, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: and I know that there's been people on both sides of the aisle with this, but now freckles have become kind of like a beauty trend. Yeah, and they make there's actually a brand called I think Freckt. Yeah, there's a and pencil. And, well, it's not a pencil. It's like a it's like a gel or whatever. Um, it's it looks like um, it's in a tube that kind of looks like liquid eyeliner, sort of. Yeah. And it, you use it, you put like the dots on your finger or whatever, and then you like oh, ru- press it on. You press it. Well, on. I
2: would do. I would have to put freckles on when I was like Anna from Frozen when uh-huh. I did birthday parties. And you use a pencil? I would use a pencil but then I would go over it with my fingers. Yeah.
1: And so I know that there are people who are like, I was bullied for having freckles and now it's a beauty trend. Like they they like have a you know, an issue with that, but I think it's just that we are, con- and I, I think that's totally valid. By the way, I'm, yeah. I'm saying I think that that's totally valid because I understand like, what the hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, I understand that something that you were made fun of for, people are now being like, I can choose when and when not to have this issue. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I understand that that's a, very that's privileged. an issue. But it's yeah, it is. It's totally laced with with privilege. But I think it's um also you know what's to be said about that is that like a lot of people think that freckles
2: are really beautiful. Yeah. So if that's something Find that you have. Find the people have, in your life that yeah. are going to tell you that your freckles and are beautiful. And fuck everybody else. Cause a face without freckles is like a sky without the stars. you know uh, that song? No. <gasps> Natasha Bedingfield, guys! Uh, okay. Oh, it's such a good song. She's a self-acceptance queen. I love her um, so much. I have a question for you, Keegan. Yeah. What do you think about uh, like the origin of birthmarks? You know, some people are like, oh, it's where you were like killed in past lives
1: um, like that. I think that all of that stuff is I I, I, I all that stuff is fascinating. Stuff. The lore, like, lore folklore in general, I find to be really fascinating. I think because I do have birthmarks, I do have moles. I have this mole on my face um, that I actually love. I have like a, a beauty mark it's on my really face cute. that I love. Um, I darken it sometimes. If I put makeup yeah. on, I'll put because um, you're like oh it's
0: not. Showing I love enough. it. It's not
1: showing through enough. Um, But I love the lore, the lore that links birthmarks and moles and things like that to witches. I love that, because they would say... I mean, I don't love it, because it was actually... It had really, really damning consequences, and sneak peek, we're gonna do an episode on witches in October. Yeah. Um. But... Because it had really horrifying consequences, actually. But like that is how they would they would check your body for devil's marks, and it would be it would be birthmarks or moles, which every almost everyone, everyone has. has. Um, everyone's so, a witch. Everyone's a witch. Yeah. It's easy to condemn I, you.
2: I had one in on the palm of my hand when I was little, and it's gone. Huh? You must have just shed that skin. I don't know what happened, but I've always had one on my foot. I love this. This is my favorite. I, I have love a, it. The cutest little birthmark on my foot. And I have a birthmark on one butt cheek and a mole on the other, exactly at the same place on different butt cheeks. I love and that. You just
1: squish them together. And I love it. I think that it's also, it's just part of like what makes you unique. Because I've had, like, growing up, I didn't love my dimples. I didn't love a lot of the things about me that, like, but honestly, even though my face would look more grown up and I think also more like, conventionally beautiful if I didn't have like such big cheeks that gave me these like parenthesis lines around my around my face you
2: have like an old Hollywood face thank you no for real like your cheeks and everything like that's what people would go for they were like they would pinch their cheeks like to make them red and puffy (laughs)
1: thank you because yeah I have I have I have puffy cheeks and they give me these like parenthesis lines around my my mouth that make me crazy but at the same time I'm just like if I didn't have these things I wouldn't Look like myself, exactly,
2: you know, and
1: exactly. and I don't look like everyone else. And like, that's I had a conversation with this girl who was a model, and she was like, It's really disheartening to get on Instagram and see that everyone looks the same, the same. because everyone has gone to the same surgeons, they've gotten yep. the same surgery, they all have the same nose. That's the
2: whole Instagram model mm-hmm. thing big is that lips, they same look nose, the same,
1: yeah. And, and I'm
2: not hating if you're one of those people at all, at all, at all do but you? But it is, but I do. I I, I don't get the allure because for me, I like seeing those things that make people different. That's just how I am. we
1: can't... Okay, yeah. I'm not judging at all. You do you. You do what makes you confident and happy. And if you're making money off of it, good for you. Yeah, more power to you for sure. But what I do think we need to be careful of as a society is not to lose the beauty of being unique. And having like... I think that that's really important, is that yep. we can't be so stringent to the point where... Because I, I know whenever I wanted to be an actress when I was growing up, when I look back and I watch movies from the 90s and I see who who was the movie stars that like I wanted to be, like the Meg Ryans and all of that stuff where they're kind of like cute and quirky and different. Yeah. And now I look at movies and so many of these... These same like actresses are so put together and yeah. so clean and yeah and scrubs See, clean and beautiful yeah. and I'm no, just you like gotta
2: embrace being that quirky yeah so difference. we can't we
1: just can't lose that we as can. a society we need to like accept that accept yeah. that we're gonna have skin imperfections we're gonna have these yeah. like these issues and it should still be yeah. And I think it was birth of HD, honestly, if we want to get into that. Like, yeah. HD was the worst thing to happen But to, like, also, actresses. like, the
2: thing that I liked about HD is that you can see when they have imperfections. But I and think people fight feel, against not doing it. I know, but you I know. feel like it makes you feel better because you can when you, see when it. When you can see it. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, oh, okay, so they're, they are just people. Yeah. They're yeah. people. The, the last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, because it's something that um, my boyfriend has... Like three scars on his face. He's got yes. one on his eyebrow, one that like slashes through. One on his eyebrow that goes. Through I like his that. eyebrow, and he's got one on his face because I had a dog for about three weeks that bit him in the face. That was the first thing to me that drew me to him when we were even just friends we did like an acting exercise where it's like what's your favorite thing about the other person and I pointed to his eyebrows because I loved like I mean he's got
1: beautiful eyebrows by
2: today's standards like gorgeous
1: full Brooke Shields eyebrows well
2: but he also has to get them waxed every two Mm -hmm. weeks or else they become a unibrow um and then I love his scars because there's something so cool and unique I mean he's just fucking gorgeous all the time but there's something so cool and unique about like his quote unquote imperfections that almost give him even more of like character. Yeah, and like it makes him even hotter. Yeah.
1: You're like, damn. I think son. so too. You know, I was listening to a thing about, um, Charlie Puth, that singer, I, he, I know his
2: name, but I don't know anything about
1: him. I, I know his name, and I only know this because I was listening to a um, interview or whatever, and he has a scar through his eyebrow. Yeah, and it was a thing where he was like really self conscious about it and didn't want people to, to ask him about it in interviews and things like that. because yeah. he got bit by a dog. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, he has a scar in his in his eyebrow, and I think that it adds so much when yeah. you could just be a cookie cutter pop star. Yeah, I think it add so adds much something. character to your face. There's
2: an actress Maya Mitchell who's got a scar right where like her widow's peak is, uh-huh. which I love and she always wears her hair parted down the middle and like I just love the way that it looks. It's so beautiful. So, I think it's nice that we see the beauty in other people, but I hope that those people who feel insecure see about also see the their beauty scars, in themselves. Then in turn, yeah, start to see it in, in themselves. It's hard. It's hard to do. It's really hard, but I think that the the one thing that I want everybody to get out of this episode today is to look at yourself in the mirror and it's not about Saying you have no imperfections—that's not what it's about. It's about accepting them. Saying yeah. I have them, this is the way it is, and instead of me beating myself up about this, I'm just gonna—I'm gonna deal with it. And who gets to set the
1: line for perfection, too? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like who gets to decide what's well, perfect we set and what's our own not? Line for, yeah. For perfection yeah. I a mean, there's there's society's line, there is. and then there should be your line of and like, it, like and what you think is. And it might need to change. And it might need for look look. All real talk for me, I need to adjust my line. My line is is not placed correctly and it's damaging to myself. Girl,
2: I see you without makeup all the time. I mean, I know you do wear makeup a lot of times when we're recording, but I have definitely seen you without makeup. It really doesn't make that big of a difference to me. Yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, Keegan's not wearing makeup or oh my god, she's wearing makeup. her skin looks terrible. No, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't do anything, and I feel like sometimes even like when you're not wearing makeup, you can see like the natural depth in your face. Yeah. And face. and that was
1: a thing for me, like I wanted to get my skin clear and deal with my hyperpigmentation So why I started going to see um, my esthetician because I liked my face without makeup. Yeah. I do like my face without makeup. Yeah. I just don't want there to be scars on my, you know, like, yeah. I just feel like because of whatever kind of societal pressure or pressure i'm putting on myself that because if if i have scars i can't not wear makeup and the more you, like, you, know? the more you
2: start flaunting it and the more you start pushing against that by not the more you're going to feel makeup, good about it the more you're going to feel good about it and the more you're going to be proving to yourself that things are different Yeah. and that's you know i've had to do that a lot and i continue i'm one of those people i i never think i'm going to be satisfied with my amount of acceptance i mm-hmm. always want to keep pushing myself to be not, that's good, not harder though. on myself is like I have to change myself. I have to be harder on myself and accepting myself. And you also like
1: you just I think sometimes everyone needs to do this. Like it's it's a healthy exercise to take a step back mm-hmm. and give yourself some perspective. Yeah. Like really look at yourself the way you would look at that Instagram model that has the belly rolls that you think are are beautiful on her. Yeah. Like look at yourself that way.
2: Oh, I take photos sometimes. Like I'll put on like a cute bra and underwear, and I'll take photos where I don't share them with anybody. It just it's right. Just it's for, for me. you to like and it, feel because good because it makes me see. I'll have physical proof that look, my belly rolls are like this. My flat butt is like that. You know what I mean? I can see it and I can accept it and love it. And like that's just for me. Yeah. I took a bunch of like naked polaroids and put it in my diary a couple years ago. I think I was, that like that's great. I think that that's great. I think it's
1: like. I've done that before where I've taken naked pictures of myself and then I've sketched them out because yeah. I'm just like, when you see, I think there's something beautiful, you see yourself differently if it's an art,
0: yeah, yeah. then you
1: look like you're a, a renaissance painting and yeah. you feel so much better about those things that you thought were imperfections, yep. you know? And I was just having, I know we've kind of moved out of skin confidence into just body confidence in general, but it's but it hand in together. hand. And I was having, Um, I won't mention her name, but like... Her, she had an ex-boyfriend who said things about, she has large breasts, and large breasts hang. It's not like yeah. porn, you know? And, like, he made derogatory comments, her ex-boyfriend, about her breasts. And I won't say what Never he said because... Never
2: boobies, guys! Yeah, and
1: I won't say what he said because, to me, it was so offensive. I'll tell you off yeah. mic. But, um... But so now she's married and her husband now make. she told him that and like he makes a conscious effort every time he sees her naked to be like like they they'll get naked together and like dance yeah. together or whatever like oh, move wait. around because you want to see me this story yeah, yeah. I want to see your body like I y- you have a beautiful body yeah and I just think everyone's body is different everyone's skin issues are different and do you have anything else to add? No. Like that you wanted to talk about? No, I'm good. So if you don't take anything else away from this episode, I just want you to take away that like we know it's getting hotter outside. I have hyperpigmentation on my face. I have dark underarms. I have, you know, I have hyperpigmentation around my bikini line that oh, looks like, you know, it, it it's like it's horrible. It, to me, it's it's so hard to accept and difficult. But everyone has these things. And if you have them, you're not alone. It's not ugly or unusual or weird. Want it. You you should just be accepting of that. And then also, and I know easier said than done, trust me. And then also, if you don't have those issues and you see someone who does, don't judge them. Or if you do, stop for a second and wonder why.
2: And definitely don't say anything. And
1: definitely (sighs) don't say anything. Don't say anything. Like, don't. Make it an issue because I guarantee you that person is acutely aware. It's just don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah, if someone looks <laughs> don't different. do <be> mean. <laughs> if you've got cellulite, it's normal. If you have stretch marks, it's normal. If you have acne, it's normal. And I understand that there's this societal pressure to change. But.
2: But let's change it. But let's Let's try. Yeah, let's try to change society instead of changing ourselves, because honestly, I feel like in the long run, it's going to be a more lasting effect than changing ourselves. Our bodies are constantly changing. Society, uh, if we all work together, we can change it in the long run. Absolutely. And like, you know what? It's hot. It's It's hot hot outside. Fuck right now. Get
1: out. Enjoy your summer. Be comfortable. Show that skin off. Yeah, be Woo-hoo. comfortable. Be cool. Be you know confident in in going out and just. Because you know what? Your number one priority in 115 degree heat should be being as cool and comfortable as possible. That's it. You know, it doesn't matter if other people have issues with you. I agree.
2: Um, You guys, we love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. That was where I'm so used to being very structured and like reading. No, but I love this. I love that we just chatted. This was what, you know, when I first saw the podcast idea that I was so excited about, but I I think we did well, Keegan. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Stay cool, take care of yourself, drink lots of water. Absolutely, stay hydrated. Um, and if you're in a place that's not hot, still drink a lot of water and take care of yourself. Still good for you. You know? Um,
1: and if you are in the LA area, we just want to say one more time, next weekend, it's coming up super fast and I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, (laughs) next weekend is our first mini live show. So if you are interested in going to that and you are in the LA area, um, tickets are for sale on our Instagram in our link in our bio. Um, I have a little plug that I wanted to do. Next weekend also is the opening of a show that I am producing. The show is called Twenty Six Pebbles. It's with I'm, so um, excited. I'm very excited. It's with Above the Curve Theater in LA. So if you're in the LA area, and it is all about the events that surrounded. It's kind of like a Laramie Project type of ensemble show, yeah. um, and it's all about the events that surrounded Sandy Hook. Uh, what happened during Sandy Hook? So, if and every uh, five dollars of every ticket goes to Everytown, um, which is a organization that fights gun violence. Um, so, if you are in the LA area and interested in that, please, please, please mm-hmm. go see it. It's yep. going to be so great. I'm, I'm a, so excited. I'm actually to see it. on my way back to the theater right after this to to help them um, get the last things done for that. But it's like
2: amazing.
1: So. Check out both of those things.
2: Yep. And we also really need your sister solidarity stories. We don't have any. We don't have any right now. Yeah, okay. that's true.
1: We've read... I Well, I don't know. I need to check our, our email, but... I think but.
2: we read them all. So you guys, we like we do rely on you for that. Please send them in if you want to keep hearing those stories. And if that's something that you enjoy, if you've sent them in before, send us some more. It's all good. We love to hear from you guys. We were just talking about earlier how we just hit 1,000 followers on Instagram, which is yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But what we feel so fortunate is that... It's not about how many listeners that we have. It's the fierce loyalty that you guys give to us and the conversations we have and the messages we get that... It's, Make our day. It just... Make our life. It makes everything. Yeah. Yeah. it makes you know, it's like it's great to have lots of listeners and followers and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, that number of followers doesn't make me as happy as the sweet, sweet message we got this morning. Oh, of course. You know, it's like that just when I hear that I am a part of somebody's life that I've never met and I'm doing something for the better. That's all I've ever wanted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really humbling and um, incredible to think that. In any kind of small way that we possibly could, that maybe we made your your day a little easier, yeah, or your life a little easier, or made you a little bit more confident in mm-hmm. standing up for your feminism and who you are, yeah. and um, so we love getting those messages we from do. you and. and-
2: I- I just want to, like, you know, keep reminding you guys of how much we love this because I want you guys to all know that you're very, very heard and seen by us. Uh, I feel like sometimes with podcasts, TV shows, things like that, it's like you feel like you're just a bystander, and I love that you guys are involved, and I just never want you guys to lose sight. Of how involved right. you are, with and all of and this. if
1: we have not written you back, it's not because we didn't read your message or we or or anything like that. It's only because like we were busy, and and hopefully we will be getting to it yeah. soon. And I try
2: to go through every once in a while. Yeah, check, yeah. It's so. it's nothing
1: like that. So if you do have, st- you know what, it can be a sister solidarity story. It can be a coming out story. It can yep. just be a hey, how are you guys? or it can just be something fun that happened in your life that you want to share, yep. any of those things, email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist and send us a DM there. We are on Twitter at yamf, Y-A-N-F podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook group. So all of these things, make sure you engage with us. We yep. are happy to engage with you. Yep. Um, you know, if you want to follow our private Instagrams, Totally can do that if you just kind of want to snoop on our on our personal lives. I have got some listeners on there on my Same. and I'm happy to share that yes. kind of life with you. So mine is um, Keegan Winfield on Instagram, and Madigans is
2: she's mad again, all one word. And um, I also want to encourage you guys to write. Uh, on iTunes, leave us a rate and review. I said encourage, and I was like, wait, I'm not ending the podcast. Yeah, I was I was you're, concerned I for a second. See, I was like, like I, was ending? I was ready. I was ready. Please leave us a rate and review on iTunes. It helps us so much. Very much. It does. It does. And what else do we have to, Oh, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeart, Google Play. So if you're listening to us right now on a on a platform that you don't typically listen to podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere. We're on Spotify. Wherever is best for you, listen to us. We did. I recently got
1: us on um, Google. Google has a new... There, there's Google Play, but then there's... Google just launched a new podcast listening app for for Google phones. So if you have a Google phone, we are now listed um, in their directory as well.
2: There you go. So with that, we encourage you to to rage rage on. on. Bye guys. Stay cool.